0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Jerry and it went wow. <laughs> yeah, I got to tune that down or tone it down. I don't know how. Woof, woof, woof. Anyway, let me get into my let me get through my intro so we can get to our guest very quickly. I want to tell you I'll talk fast about a posting I saw on Twitter the other day. An employment lawyer, a lawyer posted an article and this was the headline. Nearly 1 in 4 men think it's fine for bosses to expect sex from an employee you know that didn't sound right to me 25 percent of men think they can expect sex from an employee you know i know there's a lot of bad guys out there or some bad guys but that didn't sound like anybody i know and i know a lot of people so i read the article and you know where the surveys were done mostly in countries like egypt india ecuador south africa and vietnam now Call me crazy, but I expect these countries to have different ideas than we do. But there was no differentiation at all in that headline between places like North America and South Asia. So I posted on Twitter, and I said that this headline was deceptive. But you know what? Nobody agreed with me. Lots of people commented. One woman said, why do you men think that every critique of men is about you personally. So I said, hey, you just said 25% of men. That's a lot of men. Why shouldn't I take that personally? Someone might think it includes me, you know? And then the original poster, she says to me, keep pointing fingers and saying that you and your friends have done nothing wrong when there's a systemic problem that we got to work on. So I, you know... <laughs> here's what i said here's how i replied i said you know what me and my friends have done nothing wrong all the guys i know were quite surprised to read about people like lewis ck who want to masturbate in front of unwilling women this is seriously happening but you know what at least where i live i'm pretty sure it's not a widespread phenomenon and then someone said hey Hey Anima What are you complaining about You like inflammatory headlines And I said yeah Well headline this On Jerry Jerry What show is this
2: The recruiting
1: Thank you for, for having me and letting me continue to be an equal 50-50 partner in this show, as I always have in 10 years. <laughs> Let me ask Legally. you a question, Jerry. Legally. Was I right or wrong about that headline, 25% of men? They, they say, well, I think you're talking. No, we we, no, you were mentioning these countries, and there's a term for those countries that, that we're all familiar with now. Okay. Well, let's not shit get shit here. Shit countries. Oh hey hey hey! I'm just saying you're gonna say. I thought no, you were gonna say No, is that, that what we call them? No, no I don't know. No, you're I'm gonna just to say to You're the one with all the headlines about. I mean, you, everybody saw your picture of the eggplant guy. Yeah, two yes. days ago? I, I, I can't believe that's still up there. That was real. That was on our uh, CBC, the biggest network here. Anyway, let's move on. I want to thank uh, my <laughs> sponsors, <laughs> Martin Snyder. Martin Snyder, the boss of PC Recruiter. Is he can advertise after what you just said, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, Nin Tran, the COO of Higher Tool, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Nick Livingston, uh, the CEO of Honet, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T the online interview technology. Uh, you know what, Jerry? I was going to ask you if you consider yourself to be woke, okay? But Absolutely. now I know after you reveal.
3: Yeah, hold on, okay. hold on,
1: hold to Wait a minute. I am in yeah. the process of waking. Okay, good. There's, yeah, well, you got some difference. work to do. You can't quote the do. president on this show. He's too wild. Okay? <laughs> Gee whiz. Oh, I was just quoting people I, on Facebook. I thought you were more reasonable than that. Anyway, let's President, get to the guest, okay? Cause we're gonna I didn't know, know where, where that came it? from. Well, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Okay, when our when our leader goes to another country, he dresses up in their costumes. He doesn't say bad things about yeah. them, okay? Yeah, they laughed him out of <laughs> India, by the way. <laughs> yeah, let me go. What a joke. Katrina Kevin. Hey, let me get to the guest, my good friend. The oh. Wonderful cheek. W- I thought we were just stalling time because she was late. Was she here? She's been here this no, whole time. No, she's here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm she's here. Been sitting, Hi, Katrina. She's been sitting on hold. Katrina Kibben. Okay. Hold on. We're going to sing. Katrina's ready. Okay. You ready, Katrina? It's oh, Thank yeah. You by Bump. Bomb- Nobody's going to know this. Just me and her. Thank You by Dill. Are you ready? One, two, three. But I just. Come on. I just want to say thank you. Come on, Katrina. For all the the times you stayed by my side. side. Oh, what a wonderful feeling. (laughs) To feel like everything is right. (laughs) Oh, to feel like everything is fine. (laughs) That is a wonderful feeling. To feel like everything is is right and everything is fine. And I'm feeling that now that I stopped talking to Jerry and I moved over to you. (sighs) Katrina Kiffin on Twitter is K A T. R I N A K I B B E N Katrina That'll Kibben. never fly. Katrina Yeah, That'll it's right. It's not bad. It's not bad. Katrina, she always comes out after Katrina Collier. I think she should complain about that. But anyway, how did you become a recruiter?
0: So, I am not a recruiter. I no? have been a marketer. What are you a doing on this day? show?
1: When did, <laughs> when did you leave recruiting? When did you leave recruiting? When did you leave? Okay, okay.
0: Look, yeah, no. You just so started. I was working Katrina, let's get real. RPO. You just started
1: a new company. You just started a new company. Do you want to tell us about it?
0: Absolutely. So the company is 3 Years Media. Uh, it's a recruitment marketing consulting firm. So what we do is help companies figure out how to basically make their ad buying strategy and their content strategy more effective uh, with a research-based approach.
1: What does that mean, research-based? Okay. It
0: means instead of winging it like most people do when they say they're going to do recruitment marketing, and by winging it I mean going online, finding a job description, editing it a little bit, and stealing it, I actually start with research that's from both a psychographic and a marketing
1: perspective. Psychographic to is too big. What does that mean? What do you mean <laughs> when you say that, okay? Psychographic. It means it
0: actual humans who have had the job before and try to understand okay, well, their interests. Look, me and Jerry and are ordinary
1: people, and so are the listeners, okay? Don't use words like that. So you, are, you write a job description First, you talk to the people who are doing the job. Is that what you're saying, yes or no? Exactly. And what do they tell you that, you know, wouldn't go into a normal job description?
0: They tell you what success looks like in the job. They tell you what they learn and what was an absolute
4: failure. Hold on a second. Hold they on. They this is, this is,
1: for, is this for a job ad? Is this for an ad? Is this for an if ad, really yes or no? If you really want to no?
0: distinguish between a description and an ad, we can do that, yes? To me, okay. it's all the well, same. No, no. If it's published. Saying,
1: what, does it's success, d- what does success look like that? How does that translate into a job posting? What is success so, look like? So, uh, for what does example,
0: that mean? if uh, they said success is you always show up on time and you pick up extra hours, instead of saying, you know, measure, instead of saying, like, this is what you'll do each day, you know, it's saying we're looking for someone who shows up who is on time and has the persistence to, to you know, or who has the drive to want to work more, right? Starting to actually translate I need them to be willing to work extra hours into something that's compelling instead of saying must be willing to work additional hours.
1: Well, hold on a second. Jerry, and anybody who's on the line, what's more clear? We want you to work over. To must be willing to work overtime. As to or the other, what was the alter, alternate? Uh, who wants to work more? <laughs> what was your no, someone hurting?
0: who you know is passionate and willing to work hours as needed.
1: Um, it's tapping into this, any feedback, this psychological. Anybody, anybody got feedback about that? Anybody yeah, be sounds, me?
2: yeah, it sounds a little open ended to me. I would, I don't know. As an applicant, I probably wouldn't apply. Look,
1: already, already, you've lost Kathy. Okay, okay. Next, I don't up, what else I don't do you?
2: I do be rude. It just seems like it just seems like, like it's open ended. Out, you know, a number of hours and. If you have kids or whatever, you want to be able to plan the rest of your day and and have. Oh, have okay, a- yeah,
1: but no, no, they they want they want someone who doesn't have kids or who's this. willing, you know, do, is working, wants to work, you know, three jobs worth of. They, okay. Some people don't have this. kids, Kathy. You got to realize that, okay. Okay, and Kathy,
0: please don't apologize for disagreeing. You're always
1: welcome
2: to disagree, please. But yeah. well, my I, point yeah. is I, that I Alan, you
1: know. yeah. Alan Floor anyway. wants to say something. Alan Floor. Of course he how, does. How about this position?
3: Yo-yo. Typi- this position typically involves overtime. <clears throat> if you, if, if you know, it's just it's a it's a putting it in there and let's get real. Anybody that expects to go in and work in an eight to five, forty hours, I don't want to talk to them.
5: Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how you many hours do you work, Animal?
3: I know how much Kathy and Katrina work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah you
2: do put Kat- 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 more Kat- hours. That's by, by choice. I mean. You're, you know, it's just it's something that we do. If you we're know what?
1: We're going off topic. Job. We're not, the jo- you know, the show isn't about working overtime, okay? She's, she's telling no. us that she talks to, to the himself. people. What does success look like? And can you give us a real job that, you know, somebody, you know, success looks like? What does it look like? Uh, my customer smiling? What does success look like? I don't know what that means. Like uh, I've 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 moved three warehouses in a month, or you know what what is what do you mean by that? What success looks like?
0: So, so for example, um, I'm currently working with a company who hires after school care providers. These people work a split shift, so they work six to eight, and two to six. And for them, success is making sure the kids are safe, right? and making sure that the parents are satisfied with the level of communication and the, the environment that you're providing to those kids. And so when you advertise that job, you don't advertise it as, uh, you know, this is a full-time, you know, this is a split-shift schedule job where you will work two hours in the morning and four hours in the afternoon. Instead, we're looking at ways to say, you know, if you're looking for flexibility so you can live your dream, you know, this role will provide you, you the time who, who, who to be Who? Who? That's a dream of
1: yourself. working split shift.
3: No, <laughs> that's, no, that's, knock it off, Knock it off, animal. Knock People it off. She just People who yeah. want to
0: freelance and still want to get a regular paycheck. People who are in college and need the flexibility to be able to take classes but still make money.
3: Yeah. Um. Right. New right. moms. But yeah. But, Animal, there's a fundamental difference in the two statements she just made. So let's have a quiz. What was the difference, Animal? Come on, work with me here. I, I got coffee in me. I don't I'll know. Forward to this. I don't, know. The, the first I don't one, know. the first one was, the first part was, this is what the company wants. So this is what they're asking for. And the second thing Katrina said, it's here's, what the, it, here's what's in it for you, the candidate. Exactly. Big difference. Yeah. Big yeah. difference. So it sounds like have, it in, in both cases people
0: value. Instead in both of just cases, something it sounds involved. to me like
1: you're dressing up something that's unpleasant. No, uh, what you're, you're doing you know. is you're
3: – no, because sometimes a candidate doesn't recognize they're going, through the, they're going through jobs looking for a job. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that is important to me. And in a very subtle psychological way, they're going to realize – whether they realize it or not, it's, hey, that speaks to me. Oh, and by the way, I'm interested because they are speaking to me.
2: Not only that, right. but, like, my son would be super interested in that job description because he's going to law school. Exactly. So, yeah, I can see it going both, way, both ways.
0: Okay. Exactly. And I love what okay. you said, Alan, the subtle psychology, because that's what it is. It's taking a tradition, and this is what is happening. This is the status quo in the industry. When something's mandatory, you put it in all caps or put a bunch of asterisks around it. Like, that makes it more important to them like it makes it more important to you, and that's not true. We can, we can actually use psychology and those phrases to help people understand what it means, not just the bottom line, because there is a, a vast need from candidates that they need to know what it means, not just the, the little detail. Of, they don't need the all asterisks. They need to know what it means for them. They need to be able to translate value for themselves to be bought in.
1: Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. That sounds good until you actually tell us what you're talking about. Do you have a third example, like, for a recruiter?
0: (laughs) Okay. So...
1: (sighs) This is a Uh, recruiter job description? Yeah, okay, we can move on. So you were telling us you're research-based, and this was the psycho... What we've been talking about for the last five minutes (laughs) are the psychographic aspects of your job. What's next in the research-based... uh, menu
0: two major phases so the first one uh, is using tools like SeekOut out and pay scale to research the job itself
1: oh, so I missed those names where, can, you, can you say them slowly spell them out yep. for us I, I bet Jerry doesn't know them either okay what were they pay, what were those okay. tools? I don't know them.
0: pay scale as in p-a-y s-c-a-l-e and that's a salary research tool Okay. Uh, so you can understand the, uh, basically the regional financials to be able to make. that You mean comparison.
1: PayScale.com? PayScale.com, P-scale. the online. Uh, that's not very accurate, is it?
0: It's at least a baseline that you can use.
1: Okay. Right. So go ahead. An inaccurate baseline is what she what she buy. said there, Animal. It's better than nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> so how do you, how do it you use that? It how do you inaccurate. use that? How do you use it?
0: So if I go into a company like that after-school care, I need to know that price is not a reason – or excuse me, that hourly rate is or is not part of the reason why they're having an acquisition issue. So if they pay minimum wage and Taco Bell pays – an hour they need to figure out they need to do a little more work to be competitive in their content
1: yeah it's funny I don't understand what you just said I mean yeah (laughs) sorry hold on a second so you know that what did you just say okay say it again
0: okay if job number a pays $10 an hour and job B Pays sixteen dollars an hour, and that's yeah. an equal comparison to the candidate they're looking for.
1: Okay, like so your research itself, in this case, your research in this case is checking it, checking it out against this job uh, out against other positions in the same geographic area. Is that is that what you're saying? That's exactly. part of the research. It's
0: part of checking my research. The
1: comparative salary, comparative salary. Well, what because was the other I need to know whether
0: to emphasize salary or not. that's the bottom line of how that translates, right? So every piece of research I do translates into the content I create. So if they are not competitive on pay, I need to figure out what they are competitive on, and I need to emphasize that.
1: Uh huh. Like? Like?
0: So that after-school company, they don't pay the best. You could go to Taco Bell and make more money, but they are a values-based organization. They're a nonprofit. There's a lot of benefits socially and in your community to feel like you're doing work that's greater than you. That's what we're going to emphasize when we talk about this job, not great sa- competitive salary, right? I don't need to say competitive salary because it's not.
2: Katrina, but can I? Putting your copy? best?
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry, Kathy. Katrina, I just
2: have a quick question. It's, I guess I'm a little confused, or I, I woke up too late. So is your job then to write the job descriptions for these companies so that they'll
0: get better a better applicant pool? So we're a recruitment marketing consultancy, so job descriptions are one piece of it. We do everything from those minor, the kind of micro executions, job description writing your career site, that type of stuff, all the way up to how does this content scale to build the pipeline, to have a pipeline on the roles you're always hiring, hard-to-fill roles. Um, or even companies who are really trying to differentiate in a market where everything kind of seems the same, that's so your you Silicon Valley profile.
2: Do you create the pipelines or do you tell them how to create a pipeline?
0: I coach and train them on how to create the pipeline, okay. but we also offer the execution if needed.
1: Okay. Hold okay. on a second, Katrina. Carla Porter, long time listener, like long time is like 10 years, long time. Okay. She says, animal, I Hi, would girl. like some stats. Stats mean statistics. On the r o i <laughs> that's that's return on investment of hiring a creative job ad writer like you to word things differently now you might challenge her because you're doing more than wording things differently okay that's what that's I what am. my my charged you with, but you're saying you're focusing on different aspects of what the job is offering so from these dopes who you say you know just take an old ad and steal it right as opposed to what you're doing, how do they know they're getting a better return? How do you measure the results?
0: I will caveat this by saying that I started my company literally three weeks from yesterday. So I have Uh not run a campaign beginning to end and offer my personal ROI on this. Here's what I've experienced. Um, The ROI of hiring someone who can really help you with the job ad is – One, on quality. If you're seeing a lot of the wrong types of people applying, you will see the biggest bang for your buck if you actually do this research and build a better job description. That's your first one. The second one is when you're trying to stand out in a very competitive market, they traditionally see the highest ROI as well because we know that these highly targeted candidates are in comparison mode. They do so much research. You've all heard these stats. They do so much research before they even apply that you have to make an impact earlier in the pipeline before really you even have a chance to raise your hand.
1: Um, okay, so but the, the only real way, my turn, the only real oh, yeah. way you can see the ROI, right, uh, the return on investment is if they've done something like this, Uh, just a little while ago, and they've got their previous uh, ad response, their previous time to hire, their previous uh, candidate quality, things like that, and then then you've got something to measure against. But it's often going to be hard if they don't have any statistics before you come into the picture. Am I right about that?
0: Yes. And the other, I mean, the option if you don't have those types of statistics is to really take a marketing view on it. And to mm-hmm. look at the page and look at metrics like time on site, the, the click-through rate, so how many people actually clicked okay. apply. How, so time on site is how long they stayed on the page, right? Uh, and then your bounce rate, how many people went there and left within 10 seconds. If you have that baseline, you could also use that as kind of a, a metric for co- those three for a
4: metric for comparison.
1: In response to Carla's question, it's going to take time, a few generations of right. job searches uh, or, or yeah, candidate searches, in order to build something up. I'm going to do an ad right now so that I can get, you know, this, this guy, Nicholas Livingston, who gets the last ad every show. He says, please, Animal, move me up a bit, so I've got to start a bit early. Okay. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. You know who they are? They're the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. PC Recruiter recently celebrated their 20th anniversary, just like Sergeant Peppers, right? And they're not slowing down, and here's the proof. PC Recruiter just won the top-rated award for recruiting software, and that's like the People's Choice Awards, and it's from a company called uh, Trust Radius. The results are based strictly on customer satisfaction scores, and you have to be a real customer to vote. Your mom can't call in. And vote a hundred times. No, in order to qualify for a win, you got to get at least thirty reviews from real customers. So, a lot of people like PC Recruiter. That's what it means. And you know what? PC Recruiter likes you too. So go check them out at pcrecruiter.net. Pcrecruiter.net. Jerry, was that okay?
2: Um, I'm kind of tired of you announcing.
1: That is you at the beginning of the ad. We know that. So so every time <laughs> we hear that, we think, oh, here comes another ad, and mentally we check out. Sneak into oh, the next. Okay. Stop announcing it. Come on, man. Okay. Change yeah. it up a bit. Just drop Thank it you, into sir, the conversation. Yeah. Try that. Uh, well, you know what? I've I tried to drop into the conversation stuff like, hey, you're listening to Katrina Kibben on the Recruiting Animal Show, but yeah, brought huh? to you by PC Recruiter. I Just, like you know, that. A, a five-second. Yeah, just go in, and then these guys get their names yeah. mentioned more often. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. So I'll okay, try to do that. If You know what? You asked my opinion. Yeah, okay. maybe, your, maybe your job is going to be to r- remind me to do that. I, I have a problem. Could be. Uh, Katrina, is, is there a Plug- – uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, you're going to like this question. The next question. Okay. Is there a trick to writing catchy opening lines? Like for mm-hmm. that job that, uh, you know, it's a split shift, taking care of kids, I think you said it was. Uh, is there a trick, you know – you know that you're going to catch people's uh, attention with uh, a short snappy uh, sentence
0: some I mean terrible. I really wish there was a trick to writing those because uh as a technical copywriter for many years now uh, if I had some kind of tool or hack to do that I would have used it by now but I think hack. I think the real yeah. hack yeah
3: yeah there I is I mean
1: Go ahead, uh, 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 Katrina. He's going to teach you something. You're going to learn something on this show, Woo. Alan. Floor. That's the Over to you.
3: Genuineness and humor. Uh, I was just
1: about to say that. No,
3: I'm serious. I'm serious. Look, I do it. I have a I have a really high, I have a really I have a pretty good high LinkedIn thing cause I don't and I don't like using it that much, but I remind them on that it's the headline. Just get it open. That's all. And it's, Mm -hmm. hey, I know this is this is one more annoying email, but at least it's from a real company or I'm a wannabe geek and I'm probably bugging you. And then at the end of the at the end of the email, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say, you know, and if this isn't for you, do me a favor. One, at least reply and let me know you're not interested. Number two, let me know you might be interested. Number three, send me a joke. I'd love to hear a good joke this week. And I get a really okay, high response. Sometimes it's just with jokes, but I get a response. That's for email. That's for email. Are you
1: writing emails for your companies as well?
3: Uh broadcasting? Two, yeah. So if you're talking you're talking about job postings, it's the same thing. Put in a small put in the title and then put in a small thing. We we did one time I did consider us Red Bull for your career. And it it got the like opening that. rate went through the roof. Uh-huh.
1: What would you yeah. do for a job like yeah, I guess we're not usually <laughs> talking about split shift uh, babysitting jobs, Katrina. Maybe that's not the best example for <laughs> for us. Although that's, that's a big challenge. More right? and
2: more companies are splitting shifts. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's what's going on
1: now to attract talent. Yeah. Here, right. Katrina, I got another question for you. Um, and I, although yeah, I, you I just want to point out, Drew Carey. Remember Drew Carey? He's not on anymore, but he's yeah. a comedian. He started his career, at least that's what he said in an article, by going to the library and taking out a book on joke writing and following the formulas that he found there. So maybe there are formulas, okay? So maybe you should visit the library, okay, I, if you are going to tell me no, that there's I, no
0: I, – I, I'm saying there's not Go a ahead. tool, right? There's not a formula. But the bottom line, and Alan started to touch on this, is you make it about them. Yeah. And whether that's a specific – you one person, or a a kind of psychology of a type of person you're looking for.
4: Mm-hmm. I think
0: that's that's what makes writing great is when you write from, you write for someone, not just to write it, not just exactly. To and you're
2: telling them what you can do for them. And people love exactly. to hear about them, you know, themselves. So I think that that's a great tactic to go
1: by. Well, hold on a and, second. If you read men's magazines, they always tell you to make the woman laugh. <laughs> and that's what it sounded like Alan was doing. Okay. He was out on a date. He was trying to get mm-hmm. her to laugh. That's, that's, that's what it was. So maybe it
3: works for everyone. You know, okay. Well, I'm not attractive, so I got to reaching make him laugh. Out to, well,
0: <laughs> no, but Alan, think about it. If you were reaching out to truck drivers or yeah. someone where you think, and that might not be the best example, but if no, it you is. were sourcing someone who you didn't think would be able to go with your with your humor, or yeah. you would ad- you would adapt your humor based on who you were talking to. He's not saying humor is the formula; it's tailored humor is the formula.
3: My, yeah, it, that's she's she's right on point. After you talk with maybe a dozen potential candidates or a dozen po- or a certain number of hiring managers, you mm-hmm. need to discover the. Little mm. That's the that...
1: psychographic research. There you it's go. Not psychographic. There it is. It's...
3: Oh, Jesus. There it is. When was the I last got, time a, you I got another
1: question. Don't bring Jesus into this, okay? I got another question. Oh, you've got Buddha. a new company. Ka- Katrina, Katrina, you got a new company. three weeks old. How are you doing your own marketing for your company? Are you using your own techniques on yourself?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, give so us, give starting tell us with with people I know. <laughs> um, uh huh. So I'll give you guys one tactic and I know people are going to steal it, but it's all right. So I have, you know, my LinkedIn connections. So something that I did in week one, I went through my LinkedIn connections and I sorted them by who works in talent, right? Who I know really well, who I know peripherally and who I don't know, but I'm connected to kind of thing. And so for each group, I hyper target them. So, I'm actually working on a blog post about this right now. But on LinkedIn, you can do hyper niche CPM targeting. CPM is cost per thousand impressions. And basically for about a dollar, I can show up in your newsfeed constantly for a week. And the reason I do that is because I want to be top of mind, which will either create one of two outcomes. One, you'll reach out to me and say, man, I have been seeing you everywhere. Or option two, I can reach out to you and follow up on something that I know you clicked, liked, looked at. It okay, that's going to work
1: with us. You're, you're selling to recruiters. So recruiters are, you know, on LinkedIn all the time. It's going to work with them. What about the people that recruiters are trying to reach? Probably wouldn't work with them. We keep hearing that people spend 10 minutes a month on LinkedIn or something like that, right? Yes.
0: You, you just touched on one of the reasons why I started this company is because when people say recruitment marketing, they assume it's only digital. And, it, you know, all of it's online, and that's just not the case. Recruitment marketing is every interaction that you can have offline and online. So based on who I'm recruiting, I take a different approach. And I, that's why I talk about the research is because I haven't created 100 profiles that I'm just going to license out to a bunch of companies. I'm actually building profiles that are specific to your company and your people. So when you go out and do your outreach strategy, it's targeted, and it opens up your mind to the fact that not everything happens online. Wait, I'm okay,
2: confused. Okay, so you're building. But when you
0: said profiles,
2: what, what are you talking about with profiles?
0: Yeah, so remember earlier we were talking about kind of all the research that I do? Yeah. All of that rolls up into one big report. And so that is kind of the key deliverable and the the key thing that I do is actually training and educating them on three types of roles. So the hyper niche, the roles you're always filling, and companies who need differentiation. And so I work with them to really understand all those three pieces, right, the marketing data, the psychological data, since animal wants me to use a different word, (laughs) And pulling all of that together into a recruiting strategy that targets that person—it's custom for the human.
5: Right. Well, yeah. I'll only
1: let you go on because I'm talking. I'm I'm talking with somebody on Twitter. They're arguing with me. So, uh, yeah. Now I'm going to stop you because I don't find that interesting. Okay. I had another question. <laughs> so you're building. Let me do. Let me do an ad before we go on because I said That's I'd, I'd move them up a bit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a don't little share. different than than jerry said okay look yeah i don't know how to do it out but jerry wants me to change it in midstream hi everybody recruiting animal here sorry for higher tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l you know what it is it's the super duper sourcing tool everybody knows that you tell it but here's how it works okay if you've never been there you tell it what you want It writes search strings for you. I keep saying you can be ignorant, like me. You can be stupid, like me. It doesn't matter because it does a search for you. Then it gives you ranked results. It tells you who's best for the job. It guesses who's ready for a move. It guesses the salary range for these people, and it searches a ton of sites, Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, everything, right? Right? And it's famous as well for giving you very good contact info. And you can get a free Chrome extension and try it out. So please do. Check them out at HireTool.com. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Nintrans, my man. Okay? Back to Katrina Kibben. Katrina, are you having fun or do you feel it's chaos here and, you know, not getting your message across? You know, I told you I'd give you a chance to lead it if you feel I'm taking you in the wrong direction.
0: Oh, absolutely not. You're letting me talk a lot more
1: than usual. <laughs> today. I'm making you talk more. I really more. like her. I think
0: she has a
2: great amount of, of intelligence and talent, and I love the stats, and it's something I'm not strong at, so I, I find it impressive. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, how do, you, how do you discover the employer brand, Katrina? Because that's an important part of your job, conveying the employer brand, right? Or creating the employer brand.
0: I mean, I I value employer brand as a concept. Um, I don't think it's required to do recruitment marketing, and the reason is is again, that heresy.
1: You're, is that heresy? Is it? <laughs> Sounds like it to me. Go ahead. Finish your finish your thought. So for
0: the last last year, I solely worked on employer brand. Um, worked with an incredible team really, really smart people who created ad-level employer brand concepts, spent hundreds of hours doing research. And I think that's great if you have the time and money to invest in that kind of research. But unless you've done that, kind, that level, I'm talking hundreds of hours, and then translating it into pillars, taking that into a creative proposition, and then rolling it out, you don't need the first step to be able to get to the end step. Right, A lot of companies don't have the money or the time to spend six months trying to figure out what their story is,
1: right? Okay.
5: So, uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I'll
1: let you go. Dude, what about employee value proposition? Does that mean something to you, employee value proposition? Or is that something else that you're going to shrug off and say, yeah, somebody else can work on it, not me? Go ahead.
0: No, I, I do. I think those are great things to have. It's not something that I do. So an employee value proposition for anyone who's on the call and maybe isn't as clear about what it is or what it means, so it's usually about six sentences that take all of that data and wrap it into some, a really compelling high-level story. That story doesn't go outside of your walls, right? You don't use that exact story on your ads or your careers. It's kind of a, a guiding message or it sets the tone for everything else that you do. Um, Again, nice to have, not absolutely necessary to have. And the reason that is is because employee value proposition, is technically an employer value proposition because it's what the employer offers employees. Um, but it's, it's nice to have because it, it represents the whole company. But as most of us probably know, your job sometimes doesn't feel like I'm representing this huge company, it feels like my okay, job. Okay, so and we've just, hold on, wait, 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 we just thrown,
1: yeah. we've just, we, you've got a new company, we just throw an employer brand out the window, we threw employee value proposition out the door, you, what's left? You told us you're writing uh, job descriptions, well, what's something else that you do?
0: Yeah, so, um, for example, if your team was really struggling to get that response rate, and I hear this a lot, they, they just don't get the open, I can help them write an email stream or at least a nice template that will help guide your team on how to do that better, how to write better subject lines.
1: Oh, can um, you, subject lines, can you, you want, I, can you give us some good ones? You know, because absolutely. my impression is so, I've heard a lot of them. We're always asking subject yeah. lines here. I, I'm not sure it makes any difference whether it's, you know, Flaming Hot Cheetos because you you know read on the guy's blog, this is real that he likes Flaming Hot Cheetos, or if you just say, want to talk? Or, uh, you know, or like your friend said, never put the job title into... Never even put it in the email, let alone in the subject line. So my impression is that that the subject line really doesn't matter that much. Are you going to disagree with me? I do disagree.
0: Yay! I disagree because we... So over time, all of us are getting a lot more email than ever before. And I don't know about you guys, but when I look at my inbox, I scan. That's the first thing I do. I just kind of scan. Name, and then I scan subject lines to see what's interesting, what I need to prioritize, right? Email is not a you do the first email, then you read the second email, then you read the third email. And that's why subject lines matter. You need to move yourself to the top five, the, the five emails they're going to read first. So subject lines, my tactic and something that I really like is doing a beginning of a sentence, dot, dot, dot. So something I do when I introduce two people, uh, I always write great people should, dot, dot, dot. So instead of saying, like, animal, meet Alan, I say, I, I give them something that kind of makes them go, hmm, what should great people do? What should you know, like something that leads them to ask a question is is kind of my formula mm. for headlines. What's the right question they I hate me your asking?
1: guts, dot dot dot. I hate your guts, dot yeah. dot dot. You think that would get open? <laughs> I bet you yeah. it would. <laughs> I don't know if I'd you hire really? anybody. Yeah. Hey everybody. Recruiting animal here, back again for PC PC recruiter. I haven't been the ads up for that. For that other guy. Sorry, i got to move the ads up. Hey, a few minutes ago, I said the great thing about PC Recruiter is that it's configurable. Actually, I didn't say it today, but I usually do. Configurable. I know you can figure out what that means, but you know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you. You can try it out one way. And then you can change it if you get new ideas about how you want to structure your work. It's very flexible. And you might be thinking, hey, hey, animal, I'm not technically inclined. Even the word configure scares me, right? But let me tell you, you don't have to worry about anything because PC Recruiter gives you great support. And I'm not making it up. Every guest on this show who uses PC Recruiter has told us so. It doesn't matter if you're a solo recruiter or a member of a big recruiting firm team not firm because big or small pc recruiter loves you and they want to take care of you and cuddle you so please check them out at pc recruiter dot net okay back to katrina there's lots of people on the line does anybody have a question no nope, no question because alan and i know, I know alan and, and and kathy have talked a lot contributed anybody else mm-hmm. who's shy and you know or Thinks I, uh, you know, I, I'm way off base. I'm not asking any good questions. Come on, here's your chance. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Uh, Wait, Katrina. Katrina. Wait,
4: Katrina. I heard a, m- a murmur. <laughs> it's Kendra. I don't hear anything. Hey, Kendra Sadler. Uh, So I'm working right now at a large telecommunications firm. Katrina, do you run into um, HR and compliance that are really attached to their boilerplate and don't like you to disturb it and make it interesting? How do you get past that?
0: So usually the boilerplate is, you know, one paragraph. uh, And then I start negotiating about where it goes. So, and the, the logic that I give them is actually marketing-based, right? So, look up marketing landing page performance, and it'll talk about the structure of how a page should be set up to keep someone on the site and to get them to act. And basically, I try to negotiate until they will let me put it at the bottom. So, they're little like, we're a blah, 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 diversity. Or do you have somebody who kind of has a beginning, and end? they tell you you can
4: put one paragraph in the middle. That's right. The summary, we have a little bit Mm -hmm. of latitude and a little bit of the preferred skills, but um, all the verbiage about the company and about the role, um, largely they keep saying it's because of compliance, because employees apply, minorities apply, service people, and they really want to feel that if people are rejected, it's because of specific criteria, so they're... Other than the intro paragraph, about four or five sentences, we don't really have a lot of latitude.
3: But that's right. normal. Yeah.
4: yeah. So I am just asking her, is that, is that enough latitude, that, that killer summary that maybe the candidate will be seeing first?
0: See, again, this is why I started this company. So Right. So <laughs> if I were in your seat, right, there are, kind of, there are two questions I would, I would ask. Take it or leave it. But the first one is why. Why this? Like, I understand what you're trying to create that feeling. If something bad happens in the process, they're going to feel that no matter what. So, so that paragraph is not preventative, I don't believe. The second thing that I would do is ask, you know, who is our employer brand leader? Or who, you know, who's kind of leading the charge on this? Because I, I would hope... That that they know by now that that's not the best strategy for conversion, right? Like, if if I were reading a magazine, and if every single post, every single article in that magazine started exactly the same way, do you really think mm-hmm. I would read every article in that magazine or any? Mm-hmm. Right? And I would yeah. I mean, I know your position's a little different because your contract, and we've talked about mm-hmm. it, but I do I, – I think asking those two questions at least starts the wheel spinning so they try to think about their logic.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you I do use their boilerplate. Yeah,
4: but I, um, I'll use email and make my wrapper. I have a lot more latitude in how I reach out and in email mm-hmm. and my other communications, but ultimately when they apply and look at the job, they're going to be looking at the boilerplate. Right. Or, right.
1: Okay. Rebecca, yeah. Rebecca Sargent, are you still on the line? She might have. She might not be here. She's a very busy woman. Okay, she's not here. Okay, okay, okay. What about this company, Skills, dot com, right? You yeah. like them? They're a favorite.
0: I'm an advisor the for the company, so I definitely like them. Um, so, in short, they are a company that does video job ads. Um they noticed a lot of the problems I've noticed where conversion on the pages are terrible and the quality specifically was really bad uh, for a lot of their early clients. And so they create, they have kind of two offerings. One is the full shebang. They send out a crew, right? They do the shoot. And the second one is actually a DIY offering, which I think is fascinating. So basically you tell the person who has the job now to film, they can upload their, Footage and Skillscout will edit it into a minute or less video that helps people understand, like we were talking about earlier, what success looks like, helps them see what the job will be like, and they can connect with people who have the job. Um, You know, actually, Mary Faulkner yesterday was talking about how there's a problem in that people only talk to a recruiter to a certain point, then they meet their hiring manager when they're going to be working with the hiring manager, right? But they fall in love with the recruiter cuz they spend more time with the recruiter up front. These videos Okay, so you're kind of saying, you know, get these
1: get the employees, get the manager to shoot their own rough cut videos and let skillscout.com edit them and that's the most kind exactly. of that's the most compelling kind of message, right? Yep. Right? Yep. And Absolutely. your company, yeah. again, just so everyone knows, is 3Ears, okay? 3 yep. com. And I'm going to do – sorry, Three I'm pushing me, all yeah. the ads together. I'm going to do another ad, everybody. I'm going to do another uh. ad, hack me, or hang up. Ha- hang up, but then I won't have one for the last ten minutes, okay? This guy, no one gets to hear his ad because it's always at the end of the show. And the company is called Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. You know what it is? It's phone interview technology. The candidate and the recruiter, they call into the interview. They dial in just like normal people call in, okay? They have the regular interview, only it's recorded. So you end up with an audio recording, and that audio is automatically turned into a Transcript that you can read And search for keywords So you don't have to worry about taking notes Or forgetting some detail It's all there for you And then you can take that information And share it with a bunch of people They don't have to all interview the candidate And six people asking the same questions Over and over again It's not going to happen anymore And look, when you have a special question That you know is really important You just press a button when you ask it Then when you are that Talking about it with the candidate You know, press another button and it turns that off It creates a clip, a special clip you can pass on again to the hiring manager, anybody else on the hiring team. And the good thing about that is, here it is, if you're a recruiter and you don't know something, like you don't have a lot of technical depth like me, okay, the candidate knows, and he or she can tell you that, and then you send the recording over to the hiring manager or somebody who does have technical depth and they can assess it even if you can't so check it out please at honeit h-o-n-e-i-t dot com that ad was a little long okay if jerry or someone <laughs> wants to complain i'm gonna say yeah okay uh, and if Katrina, any of those companies
0: now, want to talk about their their language i can
1: <laughs> I'm okay yeah sure well you 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 go go after the companies that I mentioned, okay programmatic <laughs> advertising are you involved in that at all
0: um i imagine eventually that will become part of my strategy um uh-huh. off the top like again, three weeks in right still working on the yeah. <laughs> the snag
1: okay, what about um, it sounds like you're, you're doing the drip email uh, 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 let me guide you are you doing the drip email campaigns though it sounds you you said yeah. you've got a sequence of emails right to take the candidate on a journey, you know, into more detail about the company as you're you're doing that, right?
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. Drip email marketing campaigns, right?
3: What are you using for that?
0: A lot of them already have their email stuff set up, and they don't Uh, want to give me their list. So it's more a matter of me walking over and saying, here's your email. Um, If you need the setup, hold on one sec.
3: I'm just trying just to remember what, what site you're using for it.
0: Okay. I can remember that name off the top of my Don't head. Don't worry
3: about it. I have a
1: question. Here's an odd question. I read your blog. I read lots of your blog entries. And uh, you said fast-paced, fast-paced is is not a word you like or a phrase you like. You want to know why it should be a selling point in recruiting. You said it's in 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 so many like 750,000 job posts yeah. that are live on LinkedIn right now use the term fast paced and you don't like that. Why not? It's, I do not. it's just some kind of hackneyed thing.
0: Well, it's it's abusing the same words everyone else uses. You know, there yeah. are probably 100 words off the top of my head that I could Google, right, or I could put into LinkedIn right now and pull up over 10,000 companies and 10,000 job postings that all sound the same from 10,000 companies who all think they're different, right? Every company talks about why they're special and why they're different. That's why they're investing in employer brand, but no one is translating that into activity that actually communicates with candidates. That's insane, and fast-paced is part of the problem. Those phrases, the top talent, fast paced, even the, the ninja guru stuff—you know—it doesn't work anymore because it's everyone's doing it. You're not
1: uh-huh, special. Uh huh. Okay. What about glass door? Do you hire yourself out as like a hired gun to take on these bad Glassdoor reviews if a company is getting them? God no.
0: Because I think nope. that there should be a glass door strategy, not a review strategy. So the best Glassdoor strategy I've ever heard, uh, a company, I think, yeah, a, a Boston-based company, I will not name names. They're a very large bank, though. Um, is, so what they did was they, they were having issues with reviews, and they built a team of people, and it was a leader from every department. Those people meet biweekly to review the reviews together. So they have legal on-site. They have HR and recruiting there, right? And so what happens is the actual leadership gets the feedback so they can go back and make changes accordingly, and they are the ones who respond. So instead of having some generic HR manager responding to reviews, they have the leaders of the department responding to reviews, taking that feedback back to their team and actually implementing it. That's a different thing. Uh-huh. You
1: know, I, I think I just came up with that idea of being like a gunslinger to take on, you know, bad glass uh, of reviews. I would hire myself out as that. Companies, if it's, in, it's a niche. <laughs> if you're getting bad reviews, come to me. I'll handle it. I'll be peppering it, your good name all over LinkedIn or all over, you know, your favorite, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that site where all your candidates are going to come from. They're going to hear from me. I think there's a good niche for you there, okay? Uh, let me, we're down to the last few minutes here. Uh, no, 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 no. We talked about recruitment profiles. That was one of the first questions Kathy asked you, uh, uh, social media strategy. How, okay, we use powerful data, deep dive research, not guessing games. You just talked about that. What's the single yeah. most important recruiting, recruiting recruitment marketing practice? Is, is it something? If that triggers you, say, yeah, I like that question. But if not, say, add the like next one, and I can go on. You like it? Go ahead. So Shoot.
0: I think the job description if you're going to spend any time focused on anything in recruitment marketing focus on your job descriptions. Do not let them be regurgitated crap from 6 years ago that someone just looked up. Insist that they headline. go through a review. For, what?
3: There's your marketing headline right there.
1: Right?
3: Don't let it be regurgitated. Don't let don't let you are you regurgitating Each crap? Some
1: description should be regurgitating crap. You know, William yeah. says you should use William Tinkup says you should use kind of statements like that and and it's gonna separate the sheep from the goats for you. Don't be afraid of making strong statements that are gonna alienate some people. You don't want
5: those people. Okay? So maybe
1: Alan's got a point there.
5: Well I, I don't think, go ahead. I don't so, think recruiting is very afraid of alienating anybody. <laughs>
1: Fair? <laughs> Michael Michael G. Cox, you finally woke up, okay? I was asking for help. You couldn't say anything earlier. I I, I just
5: I? I just called in a few minutes ago. Sorry, okay. my my okay. problem isn't that I'm you know I'm not afraid to say anything. It's just I've got HR and and a very skittish uh, internal Kendra, counsel. That, Kendra
1: has the same. Kendra just talked about the same thing. She's being forced to regurgitate you know stale yeah. old stuff because that's the compliance issues. Uh, that must yeah. be a real headache for you, Katrina.
5: Yeah, it is. Well, it, the overwhelming majority of internal counsel anywhere you go are going to err on the side of just no. do it like it was done in 1985.
3: That, that modern? Headaches. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were like <laughs> 1953. early.
5: Yeah. Well, no, I, and I, sh- I should be corrected. It was probably like 1999 because <laughs> 1985 – a job posting and a job advertisement actually was like one inch by a quarter inch, mm-hmm. and you didn't have a chance to put in all the crap like we are an equal opportunity employee. Everybody knows that crap. Nobody needs to hear it again. Preach. But, you're, you know, I, I speak to, I've spoken to a couple of attorneys in the recent, uh, like, two or three weeks who say, oh, no, you have to have that.
3: Uh, otherwise, yeah, you're in violation
5: well, of something that I'm making up. Yeah. But Michael, right.
3: don't you think? But don't you and Kendra and, and Katrina, don't you think that? Because I, when I did this at Nestle, anybody wants to talk, call me. Um, we actually pushed a lot of that down to the bottom, and we owned mm-hmm. the top paragraph for marketing, so that it would at least always default to display on the postings. And yeah, we had to fight for it. We had to fight HR. We had to fight legal. We had to fight compliance. Although there's a real interesting thing about compliance for another time. If anybody wants to talk about how to work with compliance, hit me up. I figured it out.
1: I okay. call Kendra <laughs> said
3: Kendra said that she actually gets the first par
1: she gets the first paragraph, mm-hmm. right? So and yeah. and maybe that's maybe in, in truth that's all you need. You can have your hot stuff in, in that paragraph and then the rest mm-hmm. is like uh reading an insurance form. Uh or a contract yeah. that you have to sign. And
4: just to loop okay. back to Katrina's other point, I am hiring in multiple overnight, uh, hard-to-find video support right. technicians that will work the graveyard shift, because that's where we start the new guys. And uh, so I do have the shift thing that needs to be uh, talked about in a real positive way.
0: Exactly. You need okay. that leverage. And, I, I mean, you just have to go back to them and be like, why? Like, I, get, I do get the compliance stuff, but – It doesn't, I want to see it in writing personally, number one. Number two, like at least give flexibility on structure if they're not going to give flexibility on content. Because we don't work in a world where, you know, there's just a ton of candidates who are just a perfect fit for every single job we have. And it's insane to me that you would let a paragraph stop you from actually hiring the people you need.
1: Okay. Who are, who are the kind of customers do you want? You had the last few minutes. What kind of customers are you targeting to start off with? Who's your ideal customer right now? Um, that's a great question. One I am really
0: focused. <laughs> yeah, that's key. There's money. <laughs> um, and I think the other piece of it is companies who are willing to be a little patient um, and make an investment, right? Because doing research doesn't happen overnight. Uh, So Right now, I'm focused on manufacturing people who hire high-volume roles uh, that they're always hiring. So these are your account executives, your forklift drivers, the roles with high turnover, because I know that's where I can make the biggest impact.
1: Really? So that's really Mm -hmm. not – those aren't jobs that recruiters get. Okay, those are internal recruiters. Uh, get involved with that, yeah. So I never think in in terms of those things. Okay, Katrina, Kevin, a lot of agency does Three. that as well. Exactly. Part of me, part of me. A lot of, of agency. agency. Yeah, I guess so. Temp agencies. Yeah, I never think of them. Yeah. I, you know, I'm very self-centered. I only think of myself and Jerry. Okay. And, and I heard Maureen whispering before. I think she's on the line too. Yeah, okay. but you just insulted anyway.
3: everybody else.
1: Uh, I think of yourself I and Jerry, but don't okay. screw
3: the rest of you that. guys that call in every week. I don't care about you. I care about me, Jerry, and, Mike I co- and my I didn't say I don't care. <laughs> I
1: just don't have the imagination to no. encompass
3: everybody, okay? Care about Katrina. Care about Kathy. Care about Michael G. Cox. I, they ca- they called in. you you no animals. You're, no animal. really you're starting care. to piss me off. Yeah,
1: pissing you <laughs> off. I gave you a chance to talk. Okay, everybody gets to talk here. They don't get that on any other show. <laughs> Katrina Kibben started a company called Three Ears Media. Now, one thing she said: she said hundreds of dollars. Companies don't want to. That's, that's not much money. Those are the peanuts. But it sounds like you consider that to be a big budget. Big budget. So I, I don't it know. It sounds like feel. you. You. Sounds like you're very cost a conscious, and, and that's. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a selling point. That's a selling point. I'm cost conscious. I won't cost you a lot of money. Everybody loves Katrina as well. I've learned that. I believe that it's because you got nice big round cheeks. Okay, Katrina, Kevin,
5: Oh!